This is the Troll Patrol. Live with Justin Freakin. Well, it's not a good idea to run because you're just making it harder on your lawyer when you fight it in, in court. People listening to the podcast are like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? <laughs> There's a whole conversation going on with chat before I actually got here. Good evening. Welcome to the Troll Patrol Live. It's a freaking Monday. And yes, I did indeed. I did indeed uh, keep the New Year's graphics up. This is the observed holiday in the U.S. Uh, Federal employees, banks, post office, that sort of thing. They had today off, so it's still New Year. Warlord, I checked. There is not a scheduled time. Uh, uh, C-SPAN says house business starts at noon tomorrow. Pinochu. Start work tomorrow. I hope you you were looking forward to your job and not dreading it. And I, I hope it is, uh, I hope it is productive and, uh, not too overbearing. I, I, I do not encourage capitalist endeavors around here. Other than buying my shirts, buy my fucking shirt. <laughs> Subscribe to me on Twitch and YouTube. Sorry. Actually, I've decided this is not going to be the last night you get the New Year's uh, decorations. I'm going to leave them up until January 16th. That was the date in Curb Your Enthusiasm when Larry David like flips his shit when somebody tells him Happy New Year. <laughs> you get the New Year's decorations till January 16th. Drinking my hot tea. I don't usually have hot tea. That's not usually something. Enjoying it though. We're out of coffee. <laughs> that would explain why I'm drinking hot tea, but I'm, I'm drinking hot tea. Blueberry tea. Now I'm just playing. I'm I'm happy to be uh, the the chase in Louisiana. Uh, I mean, are you wanting me to spoil it for you? I mean, we'll do the story here in a little bit. I think there is video that exists. I know, I know there's a local news hit on it. I don't know that there's video of the crash or the pursuit. Man, do I have a wild-ass video. I've got video of a, a suspect kicking the, the fucking window out of the back of the cruiser and then launching themselves handcuffed, handcuffed, through the fucking back window out of a moving police cruiser. It's wild. I can't wait to watch that one. You know, it might help. I was getting ready to like go into the billboarding the the show. They're like, oh, well, I'll just go ahead and run down everything else we got. I didn't have my notes. Up. I couldn't make that smooth transition. Instead, let me go ahead and flip you over to your meme of the day. There's M... Getting ready to get that old razzle-dazzle. The thing is, is if you've seen the video, they didn't really hit him with that old razzle-dazzle, though. Him pulled some Matrix shit. <laughs> I had that on the... 
I had that on the uh, uh, list for the freak show, and then I ended up not doing a freak show. Yeah, don't fuck with Waffle House waitresses, cooks. Anybody, anybody working at a Waffle House is hard. I don't like Waffle Houses. I'm not a fan. I'm a, I'm from the South. We have uh, what's called a Huddle House. Huddle House is uh, like a, a. It's it's not as classy as a Denny's, but it's like a step up from a, a Waffle House. I'd rather have a Huddle House, Waffle House. Oh, why am I looking? My classist ass over here. Look at my look at my nose down on a fucking Waffle House, especially after all they've done for us. Like I'm smothered and covered. The other the other thing with the onions, I don't want like the onions. I'm smothered and covered. No, maybe smothered his onions. I don't like them smothered. I want them covered. Chopped and covered, maybe. Is that ham and... See, I don't go to a fucking Waffle House. I don't even fucking know the the nomenclature. I'd fuck up ordering my hash browns. I'm going to have to update you on, on the flooding in Cali because it, uh, it is wreaking havoc. We have reports of deaths now. Wild ass video out of Northern California. A high rise in Charlotte, North Carolina. Partially collapsed. We have video of that. Don Jr. read an article in Time Magazine about how uh, exercise has a, a racist history. The exercise industry, apparently. I hear Don Jr. go off on that article. I've also got the article. We'll check it out. Video going viral on Twitter shows the cops in New York City allowing the Proud Boys to go through turnstiles Without paying the fare, the subway, uh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to update you on all kinds of things in order to to, to educate you on why that is so wild. They, the NYPD cracks down on on homeless people, uh, on others who may skip out on pay, on paying their fares. Maybe maybe you're running late for work and you for you forgot your card. You don't have any uh, change on you. You skipped out on paying the fare. The NYPD don't look too kindly on it. They sure did help out the Proud Boys. And this was following the Proud Boys. That's a that's a hell of a fucking headline. But we might have to throw that one in. Producer Warlord. That's a hell of a headline. Jesus. I didn't want to have to talk about the accused Idaho murderer again. You know, this is one, this is one of those stories I, I want to check in on 
we're, we're not going to sensationalize it. But then, like, hearing this new piece of information that the cops actually pulled him over twice as he was making his cross-country trek back to Pennsylvania. We're going to have to actually talk about this. Michael Flynn. Mike Flynn. General Flynn. The man keeping QAnon alive single-handedly. He's going to give us an update on what's going on uh, with Ukraine. Uh, if, if there were, I don't want to say that we are anti-Ukraine defending themselves here on this stream. I think we all believe that a, a, a country has a right to exist, yada, yada, yada. Uh, I think we, we might have issue. I personally have issues with, with maybe the way the U S is going about doing it. I read an article the other day that kind of tempered my, my, my thoughts on a little bit, like exactly what we're getting for our money that we are putting into Ukraine. However, Vladimir Zelensky, who has talked a big game about a country having a right to defend itself, right to existence, got a call from his buddy Bibi Netanyahu, and Ukraine sat out the UN vote on Palestine and Israel. Ooh, that's not winning any points in my book, buddy. Comes off a little hypocritical to me. I didn't want to have to talk about George Santos, the representative-elect again. We, we, we've had to talk, to talk about him a couple different times. When he lied about his family fleeing the Holocaust, when he lied about possibly being gay... Lied about working for Citigroup. Lied about going to NYU. Apparently, he might be facing fraud charges in Brazil. (laughs) Plus, we're going to go really in-depth on Kevin McCarthy. And the battle for the speakership is going to be happening starting tomorrow. The longest longest it has ever taken was over uh, two months. To elect a Speaker of the House. There might not be a Speaker of the House tomorrow. We'll probably get uh, two or three votes. And if uh, Kevin McCarthy doesn't win, they'll adjourn for the day. And they'll go back to their back room uh, wheeling and dealing. But we'll get all that. Let you know what's going to happen. What you can expect tomorrow. The 118th Congress. Get sworn in. Technically, for the first session, there are no rules. There are no rules. Because the House has to be sworn in and they have to elect a speaker and then agree to rules. So this could be fun. I say hey to everybody. Simp, not you. Warlord, good evening, my friends. I'm so glad to see you. All you peeps and all you lurkers. Because the numbers don't match the the amount of people I just said hey to. I'm not high enough for this shit. The Flynnmeister. 
I watched the uh, second season of The Search for QAnon uh, a, a, a week or two ago, and uh, it's focused heavily on Michael Flynn. <laughs> And the and the CEO of the former CEO of Overstock, that motherfucker, he's featured heavily in it. Hi socks, what you do? Socks is like just like right off camera here. You can't see a sock. Come on, buddy. Dannon, Dannonominous, I'm sure I'm fucking your name up, Denominously. good evening my friend, so glad to see you, if you give me a phonetical spelling, I'll be sure to get it right, hopefully, if, if not, uh, uh, I, we can have a lot of fun with me fucking it up every time you show up. Cheers, Avenging Pineapple. Good evening. <laughs> You're a conservative, so every year is 1955. Yes, I still have the New Year's graphics up. It is the observed New Year holiday in the U.S. We'll switch back to the the rainbow graphics tomorrow. Dannon. Good evening, my friend. So glad to see you, Emrick. Good evening. I'm, I've got nothing against the lurkers now. Don't think that I was I was using that as a pejorative or that I was trying to put you down. I love my lurkers. Love my lurkers. If 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 perhaps you are new here and you don't know what I'm all about, like uh, we like to kick authority in the balls. He's kicking authority in the balls. My politics pretty much amounts to whatever will allow me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy, sir. If being a conservative allows me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole, then I'd do it. I'd convert to conservatism. However, I think I'm, I'm probably on the right track over on this side. I'm more likely to piss in his eye hole this way. Smash! Good evening! I'm gonna be sad. I'm I'm so out of my. I'm out of my blueberry tea. It's gonna make me sad. I'm gonna get the cotton mouth. I'm gonna hit this ball again. Globus the Elder, welcome. Trading in with eleven trolls who are not high enough for this shit. Oh, Mrs. Fizzle, I love your name. You guys, you guys just miss me, uh, like giving the rundown. My name is Justin Freakin. I do the news Sunday through Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. We do a rundown of all the top stories. Uh, I would sum up my political beliefs by saying uh, whatever allows me to piss in Dan Crenshaw's open eye hole. Give me that eye pussy. So that whatever philosophy you put in front of me, 
that allows me to make that happen. All I wanted for Christmas was to piss in Dan Crenshaw's eye hole. Oh, shit. So we were just getting ready to get into the news, but let me give you your meme of the day. M. Getting ready to get that old razzle-dazzle. Igloo! Carpe Pax! Fuzzy Face! Good evening, friends. So glad to see all of you. Cicero! It's, it's not a party without Cicero, motherfuckers. I'm so glad Cicero made it here to where we can get into the news. Let's talk about Kevin McCarthy. He may or may not be the Speaker of the House come tomorrow. I thought it was a lock. It was a formality. He was going to be the Speaker of the House. He probably is going to be the Speaker of the House. But he getting a little more resistance than I thought he actually would. After we watch this piece from PBS, we're going to hear from Matt Gates And then an incoming congresswoman. Uh, she's leveling some charges at uh, at some GOP party members saying that is the reason why she isn't going to vote for McCarthy. So very interesting shit here. Let's take it to PBS. Tomorrow marks the start of a new Congress, but the story at the Capitol... Cryptid is- Mage, good evening. ...this time inside the incoming Republican House majority as leader Kevin McCarthy vies to become Speaker of the House. Following it all is our Capitol Hill correspondent, Lisa Desjardins, and White House correspondent, Laura Barone-Lopez. So let's jump right in, Lisa, because the start of the new Congress is less than 24 hours away. Kevin McCarthy, the House Republican leader, doesn't have the votes to become House Speaker. Why not? Who's standing in his way? Let's start with some simple math here. It's not good math for Kevin McCarthy. First of all, to absolutely uh, come in, well, first of all, House Republicans come into this session of Congress with 222 members. But to absolutely clinch the speakership, you need a majority of the House. That's 218. That's easy math, so Kevin McCarthy can spare all of his Republicans except for four. Here's the problem. Not yet on board with Mr. McCarthy, 14 or more members of his own party say that they're, they're all the yet. far, far right. Hard no. Furthest others right. Others with a letter yesterday after Mr. McCarthy proposed a sweeping amount of changes that they said they wanted. They said they're still not there yet. Here's an excerpt from that letter of this group that I call Not Yet, Kevin. They say there continue to be missing specific commitments with respect to virtually every component of our entreaties. What does that mean? They don't trust him. They don't. Tones, good evening. Commitments. Talking with some of these members. I'm sure they're going to get into it, but one of the things they are wanting from McCarthy as a concession is the ability to be able to call a vote on the speakership at any time. So, like, if they don't like the way what Kevin McCarthy's doing, they want to be able to just be able to call a vote just on a whim. I'm I'm kind of here for that. Negan, good evening. The mood from those folks are. Let's just go ahead and do it. In fact, one of them said, why not open this Pandora's box? This is legislating. It's okay if there's a little chaos. The rest of the Republican Party may not agree with that. Well, let's talk more about that dynamic, because as you point out, uh, Leader McCarthy has given his skeptics nearly everything they want, and yet that doesn't appear to be enough. Nearly everything. That's correct. One of the problems here is that while there are not right now the votes for Kevin McCarthy, there also are not necessarily the votes for anyone else because some of Mr. McCarthy's allies have said, we aren't going to support anyone else. Here's a letter from some of his allies, people that call themselves only Kevin. What they wrote is, we are not only supporting Kevin McCarthy for speaker, but we are not open to any so-called shadow. Cons- These motherfuckers sound like they're treating it like a K-pop band or something. 
they don't like the rules changes that those other conservatives want, which would mean individuals have more power to affect but also disrupt the Republican agenda. So there's a real difficulty here on both sides. Is there a viable alternative to Kevin McCarthy if this vote goes to multiple ballots the first time in some 100 years that that would happen? Is there someone waiting in the wings, a Republican who could emerge as House Speaker? Currently, no one announced, nope. but we're watching some people. Steve Scalise, the number two Republican in the House. There is, of course, sort of an Aaron Sorkin type of dream of some moderates of Fred Upton, a retired uh, now member of the House. You don't have to be a member to be Speaker. However, I really think that that is just... Fred Upton? That, that one's news to me. That came out of left field. A fantasy. I don't see him being able to get those votes. In fact, some of the members who said they were never Kevin today have been speaking out. Here's Bob Good from Virginia. They say they... I'm here for Kid Rock. Ready to go. I think you'll see on the second ballot uh, an increasing number of members vote for uh, a true uh, candidate who can represent the conservative center of the conference, can motivate the base, inspire Republicans across the country, get country, get to 218 votes. Who's this candidate? I don't know. Donald Trump. Is the line between political reality and fantasy right now is very murky, mm. and we just don't know. We know tomorrow will be a long day. Laura, what's the White House view of things? I spoke with a senior administration official who said that the president will use this moment to draw a contrast. He's going to go across the country, tout in investments in, in infrastructure, while the Republicans are back here in Washington trying to sort all of this out. Well, he's starting that those tours this week. President Biden is going to go to Covington, Kentucky, and he's going to appear alongside Senate Minority on, Leader man. Mitch McConnell, which is a pretty big deal. Biden is already striking that contrast contrast uh, with McConnell to show that one, the White House tells me the, the main messages are one, that he- well, They had floated Donald Trump. Here's the thing about Trump is that like, when they floated, and this has been like a year ago or something, uh, that Republicans floated the idea of making Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. Trump like turned his nose at it because he, he considered that lesser and he, he wouldn't accept the Speakership. That's the kind of ego we're dealing with. He's going to continue to care about that and demonstrating his track record of that uh, for the foreseeable future, for the second half of his term. The second message that they're trying to send with that is that this year is going to be heavily focused on implementation, on the implementation of that infrastructure, bipartisan infrastructure bill, of the Inflation Reduction Act, and also of the semiconductors bill that they saw passed. So all of that, uh, you know, he's joined on the road this week as well with Vice President Kamala Harris. Uh, and um, <laughs> as well as uh, Leader McConnell, right? Leader McConnell, yeah. right? But they're they're going. Fuck, Mitch McConnell is old. They're all old. There's too many old fucks in government right now. I think it's also important to say that uh, McConnell is clearly striking a contrast himself here. Yeah. He doesn't do anything unintentionally, and he has made very clear that he does not uh, like the chaos that Republicans have been involved in, and that. Well, Mitch McConnell is one of the smartest men in politics. I hate his guts. Republican Party in the House. How how useful is that to the White House, especially as we head into an election year next year? I think for Biden's agenda, but in incredibly useful. The White House is looking forward to, all the sources that I talk to inside the White House, the White House officials I talk to, is looking forward to the ability to, as you say, Jeff, strike that contrast, to, to show that now Republicans... To me, this was like Joe Biden's dream scenario that he's able to appoint people, judges, and the Senate can like whisk them through now, now that they got the extra vote. 
But he doesn't have to worry about, you know, passing legislation. He can blame it on the Republicans. This was his dream scenario going into 2024. Republicans are in charge of one of the chambers in Congress, and are they going to actually work with the president and the Senate to accomplish anything? No. One thing that they keep bringing up is that this statistic that the past two Democratic... I would love to read that op-ed, Negan. ...had a House GOP to contend with in their first term, whereas the president that didn't, Jimmy... You dropped that in the Discord. Uh, ...lost re-election. So they're looking forward to being more aggressive with this House GOP at every turn. We've already seen some of that since the midterms as they've tried to push back on Trump's... I, I could definitely see the comparison. ...as well as a number of House GOPers comments about the insurrection. In the 30 seconds we have left, what are you going to be watching for tomorrow? Oh, gosh. I will be watching for the people standing up and announcing their votes, and I will be keeping tally on pen and paper. So I'm sure you will. So Lisa Desjardins says it's going to be a long day. I don't think it is. I think they're going to go uh, two or three rounds of votes, and then they're going to wrap it up for the day. They'll gavel out. I don't think Kevin McCarthy is going to get enough votes tomorrow. She says it's going to be a long day. I don't think they're just going to keep voting over and over again, because what would be the point? Now, they can do several things, like, because they can come up with the rules as they go, right? They can say, okay, we'll eliminate a candidate on the next ballot, or we'll do it this way, or we'll do it that. So it's hard telling what they might come up with. But I just, I I think they're just gonna, gonna, like, stall out on voting. And one of the reasons why they're gonna stall out on voting is uh, Matt Gates. It's one of the 14 that has said they will definitely not be voting for Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy on the floor of the House in January. No. House in January. No. I mean, how many members would you say are in that same camp? A critical mass. So there's no way he would he could get the 200. Kevin McCarthy votes. couldn't get 218 votes. He couldn't get 200 votes. He couldn't get 190 votes today. So to believe that Kevin McCarthy is going to be speaker, you have to believe he's going to get votes in the next six weeks that he couldn't get in the last six years. So but 31 who, who voted 36. 36 who voted against him in this team. you think all 36 will hold on the House? Well, I only speak for myself. But I mean, what gives you, I mean, this happened to Pelosi, this happened to Paul Ryan. They were under 218 votes. They ultimately got 218 votes. Why are you so confident that he can't get 218 votes? The margin. In each of the circumstances you described, the margin was such that a coalition had to be held together that was in the double digits. This coalition doesn't have to be, though it will. Is there anything that would get you... I'm sorry, I didn't hear the content warning before I showed you Matt Gates' face. For yourself, is there something that would get you that would get your vote? No. Donald Trump Look at that forehead. heard President Trump say much about Leader McCarthy since the election. So you don't think he does anyway? I know CNN reported stuff that was not true on that subject. The, re- the report that you guys had that came out of Melanie Zanona and Gabby Orr was poorly sourced and totally false. Your reasoning uh, behind this, why not support the party? Well, I think we can do better. You know, right now we need new leadership. We need to turn the page. I think that we need someone who has broad credibility with conservatives and centrists and moderates throughout the conference. And I think what you just saw is that Kevin doesn't have that. So I asked you this before, but we work for TV Network. So who is that person? Well, I think that the conference yeah. is going to go through some soul searching and you know, we're, we got to go through the stages of grief here a little bit. There are some still in denial, believing that 
uh, 188 votes can get someone to be speaker. And so once we move th through that, I think ultimately we'll work our way to acceptance for someone who has broad support throughout the conference and can unite us. Who? Ah. Uh, I uh, think that we had other great leadership elections, and I think it was funny. around the others who were selected. Great, thanks everybody. Thank you. And what Matt Gates is wanting, I would assume, is some sort of slot on a committee where he doesn't have the the uh, seniority yet to be able to get that slot. And he's wanting to jump ahead of people in order to uh, whip his votes of his coalition of the nut job side of the party. Oh, is that a boat banned on Gates' Twitch stream? Uh, I tried to pop in there one time. I think I did. I think I did pop in one time when he was on. Now we're going to hear from an incoming... An incoming uh, congresswoman who says she was threatened for not backing Kevin McCarthy, so she ain't gonna vote for him. This is Anna Paulina Luna from Florida. Uh, we have video. I think she was on with Steve Bannon. On the McCarthy speaker situation, the RNC situation. For your concession, what kind of blowback are you getting from the cartel? From the cartel. Um, I got a very um, inappropriate phone call on Thursday where basically another member, uh, this was a couple weeks ago actually, another member had called me basically to whip votes for the speaker's race and ultimately ended up threatening me. And I let that female member know that I wasn't going to basically be threatened. Um, I don't think that I think comment. Good evening. There because I think that they are probably embarrassed at doing that. But the fact is, is that that's not uncommon, I think, to have happen. And ultimately, I'm not going to be bullied. Um, if you are going to negotiate in good faith, negotiate in good faith, but don't resort to threatening people. And ultimately, I think at the end of the day, we're talking about one of the greatest superpowers the world has ever known. That's the United States of America. So to the think paradigm shift aren't, aren't coming to good evening, uh, my nice. friend. I mean, I'm expecting. Thank you for being a freaking follower. Probably be angry and, and probably act a certain type of way. But again, I mean, as you guys know, I'm doing this not because I, I want to go hang out in DC. I'm doing it because it needs to be done right now. And she's so, she's really not a bad looking lady. Colleagues. I mean, I have the utmost respect for Representative Jim Jordan. There's some great anarchy. incoming freshmen that I'm friends with. Andy Ogles, Eli Crane. I mean, um, I have respect for both Representative Lauren Bow. Wait, 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 wait. Eli Crane. Wait, that was the doctor that ends up becoming the scarecrow, right? I have the utmost respect for Representative Jim Jordan. There's some great incoming freshmen that I'm friends with. Why would you have the utmost respect for Jim Jordan, who covered up sexual uh, assault and abuse at Ohio State University? You've you got some weird people you got respect for. Andy Ogles, Eli Crane. I mean, um, I have respect Ford, good for evening. Representative Lauren Boebert and Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. And I do hope that the right thing is done on January 3rd. But again, I will not be voting for anyone that does not embrace that motion to vacate the chair. And I don't care who it is. The motion to vacate the chair. That's what I was talking about earlier. That's what they're hung up on. They want all the concessions. They want to be able to call a vote 
on the speakership at any time. So if they don't like what Kevin, they'll uh, capitulate to Kevin McCarthy, but they want to be able to recall Kevin McCarthy at any point in time. And I'm kind of into it. I think that sounds like fun. I mean, we ain't going to get anything done in this Congress. So I'm totally down for that fucking rule. That would be to, to me as a political commentator, please do that. Kevin McCarthy is trying to give them everything they want except that. Darby Diesel, good evening. How are you, my friend? That sets up what is going to happen tomorrow. Uh, The Congress is set to gavel into session at noon, so I believe that's when the vote is starting. But, like, that's just all C-SPAN has is, like, 118th Congress, noon. So that was incoming Congresswoman Anna Polina Luna from Florida. Now let's talk about incoming Congressman George Santos from New York. George Santos is facing renewed fraud charges in Brazil over a 2008 stolen checkbook scheme. The incoming New York congressman is facing scrutiny for invented details about his personal history, such as saying his family fled the Holocaust, which was a lie, saying that he was the first openly gay Republican running for Congress. He divorced a woman just a couple of weeks before the election. That doesn't mean he's not gay. That doesn't mean she wasn't a beard. That doesn't mean it wasn't just for, you know, maybe they're life partners and they had some kind of thing. It doesn't mean that he's not gay. To me, to me, he looks like somebody I could find on the grinder. That's besides the point. He made up the details about going to NYU and some other college that broke, broke. Sounded super bougie to me. He did not go to either of those colleges. He didn't work for Goldman Sachs, like he said. Professor Q, am I lonely? Got you guys. He made up all of these details about his past. And apparently he's also wanted in some kind of check fraud scheme in Brazil. There are calls not to seat him in Congress. However... He is going to be seated tomorrow. And I doubt the Republicans are going to open up an ethics investigation into him. So, George Santos, a newly elected New York congressman facing scrutiny for multiple lies about his background on the campaign trail, is facing revived charges from authorities in Brazil relating to a 2008 check fraud incident. According to Brazilian prosecutors, Mr. Santos, at age 19, used a stolen checkbook and false name to make at least $700 in fraudulent purchases at a clothing store. Charges were put on hold when officials in the country couldn't locate Mr. Santos. He doxed himself. He ran for Congress and he doxed himself. That's like the second funniest doxing of the week. However, apparently Romanian authorities have said that Tate didn't really dox himself. The pizza boxes had nothing to do with it. That hasn't stopped Jerry's Pizza from being hilarious on Twitter.
And I do believe Tate is uh, wanted on money laundering, which totally makes sense. I want to show you I didn't I didn't put it on the list here I've seen pictures I saw a picture there we go present to you the former president of Brazil J.R. Bolsonaro who has fled to Orlando Florida Eating at a KFC. This was the day of Lula's inauguration. Disgraced former president of Brazil, J.R. Bolsonaro. Bolsonaro. I have to I have to think about it in order to fuck it up now. Bolsonaro. I can't even get the fucking fucking it up right. I'm sorry. Apologies. Wanted to point that out while we were on the topic of Brazil. Let's keep it foreign. Let's keep it foreign. Ukraine, where it is ramping up missile strikes from both sides. Both Ukrainian forces and Russian forces. Apparently, Russia is wanting to bombard Ukraine with missiles to try to, to, try to uh, wear them out in, a, in a, like a, a blitzkrieg sort of thing. Today, Moscow said a Ukrainian attack over the weekend in Russian-occupied Donetsk killed at least 60 soldiers, making it one of the deadliest incidents for Russia in 10 months of war. And in the early hours of this morning, Russia launched one of its largest barrages of drone strikes on Ukraine's capital of Kyiv. Ukraine says it shot down nearly all of them. But as Nick Schifrin reports, it's been a violent beginning to a new year of war in Ukraine. In a nation at war, war does not take a holiday. War. So over New Year's, Ukrainian rockets destroyed this building housing Russian troops. And for three days straight, Russia terrorized Kyiv from the sky. At least 60 drones targeted Ukraine's capital. Some eluded Ukrainian air defenses. The targets were yet again civilian, ripping open this hotel, damaging the apartments of some of Kyiv's most vulnerable and destroying families in their homes. This used to be the Kahari Litsky's kitchen. A Russian missile landed a direct hit, killing 36-year-old Irina. Two days later, Serhi looks for pieces of the weapon that killed her. He mourns his wife and embraces their son, who's lost his mother. His 73-year-old father, Anatoly, was injured in the same explosion. You know, we were building this house for five, six years with our salary, with our money, and this happens. What can I say? They are beasts. They are not human. And yet, amidst the torment, there is tenacity, 
Ukrainians in Kyiv managed to celebrate New Year's, hoping for the total victory that despite all the fear of 10 months ago, President Volodymyr Zelensky vowed to achieve in his New Year's address. It was dark, it was loud, it was hard for many and scary for some. 311 days have passed. It can still be dark, loud and complicated for us. But we will definitely never be afraid again. And yet he acknowledged the country's pain, written on the face of little girls who watched his address as their family marked a new year. But Zelensky claimed, as Abraham Lincoln did 160 years ago after Gettysburg, that war has created a new nation. We woke up on February 24th into another life, being another people, another Ukrainians. On February 24th, millions of us made a choice, not a white flag, but a blue and yellow flag. Not escaping, but meeting, meeting the enemy. Simultaneously on Russian TV, President Vladimir Putin delivered his own message and claimed historical truth is on Russia's side. This has been a year of difficult, necessary decisions, of crucial steps towards Russia's full sovereignty and the powerful consolidation of our society. He posed with troops and once again blamed the war on the West. They cynically use Ukraine and its people to weaken and divide Russia. We have never allowed anyone to do that, and we will not allow anyone to do that. It just doesn't make any sense. And so the war goes on. The front line is 700 miles long, and there is endless destruction in a war without rest. For the PBS NewsHour, I'm Nick Schifrin. For more on the state of the war, we turn to Nicholas Vozdev. He's a professor of national security at the U.S. Naval War College and has written extensively about Russia, the Soviet Union. I'm going to give you the real war expert here in just a second. We're going to get Mike Flynn's update on what's going on. Dozens of their soldiers killed in a Ukrainian... Kralio, good evening. ...about Ukrainian forces' capabilities and their strategy right now. First, it's showing that months, if not years, of Western training and equipping of Ukrainian forces is paying off. The Ukrainians are being able to connect real-time intelligence with their artillery to be able to deliver devastating strikes, in this particular case, uh, against Russian forces. Uh, what it does, however, signal is that the Ukrainians are concerned about the shift in Russian strategy over the last several weeks. The Russians are digging in. The Russians do not want to lose more territory in Ukraine that they have already uh, lost since the Ukrainian counteroffensives began in the fall. They're digging in. They want to prevent further Ukrainian moves. And so I would agree with my uh, fellow analyst, Michael Kaufman, who argues that we're seeing the Ukrainians shifting towards targeting Russian positions, targeting Russian personnel uh, in order to weaken those Russian defensive capabilities Chainsaw, good evening, and yes, the QAnon preacher. ...want to resume their ability to retake land later in the spring. Nicholas, this was a building housing many Russian soldiers, storing a lot of their ammunition. How did the Russians not see this coming? Well, this is a question that many on Russian social media are also asking. They're asking, after 11 months of this war, why have the Russian military not learned the lessons? Uh, why have they continued to underestimate uh, Ukrainian intelligence and reconnaissance capabilities, uh, the ability of the Ukrainians to direct artillery and missile fire, uh, and why no one seems to be held accountable 
for Russian failures uh, in the so-called special military operation. Uh, it should have been anticipated that a concentration of forces and an, next to an ammunition dump uh, less than 15 kilometers away from an active front line might be a target. And it does, again, suggest <laughs> that the Russians are not learning from some of their mistakes that they've been making throughout the course of the invasion. You mentioned the Russians are digging in, but they're also continuing with this somewhat relentless campaign. Of Seven heavy. Right? There were a number of reports for a long time about... I got an answer Russian for you. Should I get high for this? These strikes seem to suggest that's not true. I'll hit you with an answer. Now you put me on the spot, though. Ask for an epic answer. I I don't participate in any kind of rituals or anything like that. Never thought about it. My God, you're oh what the? I've heard people even say that and be like, oh, I'm giving a blind and make jokes about it. Is, is it Lent? When is Lent? What is Lent? Am I going to have to look this shit up? We learn things on the Troll Patrol. I don't even fucking know what it is. To me, Lent is the shit in your belly button. The shit under your balls. Wednesday, February 22nd till April. It is, it is more than a month. A solemn religious observance in the liturgical calendar commemorating the 40 days Jesus spent fasting in the desert and enduring temptation by Satan. According to the Gospels of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, before beginning his public ministry, Lent is observed uh, in the Anglican, Eastern Orthodox, Lutheran, Methodist, Moravian. Oriental Orthodox, the Persian, United Protestant, Roman Catholic traditions, some Anabaptists, Baptist and Reformed, and non-denominational Christian churches also observe Lent, although many churches in these traditions do not. Well, that's... Here's the ones that do, but many of them don't. What would I give up for Lent? Okay, like, what's, I don't know what the, is there parameters to this? Does it have to be something, like, I really enjoy? <laughs> this is too much. I don't want to have to read it all into this. What's, what's the parameters I have to abide by? Uh, what could I give up? No, I couldn't do no meat. You kidding me? I had, I had sausage balls just a little bit ago. I was just like, oh, you're so good. I'm kind of craving more sausage balls. I might have more balls. I might have more balls when I get off here.
he's kicking authority in the balls. Do I say like I'll give up petting dogs? Cause like I just never see any dogs. But then like watch that be the time that I come across a fucking puppy. And I said, oh my God, I gave up petting puppy. Cause like I want to pet the puppy. If I see a puppy, I want to pet it. I just don't, I don't come across the puppies that often, right? Cause I don't have any for myself. I got kitties. Like, I don't want to do that to myself. I don't want to put my, I don't want to put myself in a position to where I can't pet a puppy if I, if I was to meet with a puppy. Cause who wants to do that? I won't try to sleep with a, with a bear. Well, that sounded nasty. I meant like cuddled up, like, you know, like, like a stuffed animal. <laughs> it sounded like I wanted to fuck the bear. Don't fuck the bears. Don't fuck the bears. Well, I mean, unless you, like, unless you, like, found the bear on the grinder. Like, it's, it's a daddy with a, you know, he's got a beer gut and shit. And he's got a beard, like, that kind of bit. Like, you totally fuck those guys. Don't fuck the, don't fuck the animal, the bear. That's what got Grizzly Man killed, I think. I think I think he I think he fucked some uh I think he fucked the girlfriend of one of the mean bears that uh that mauled him. I'm going to horny bear chill. I will I will give up I will give up I will give up uh praising Jesus for Lent. Have you seen the trailer for Cocaine Bear? I like. I think it. Like I was on the. I, I was on the PlayStation Five or something, and so I didn't have an ad blocker. And I just picked a, a, a something on YouTube, and the trailer for that came up, and I was like, "All right, I'll watch this." And like forty seconds into it, I paused it and I stepped out. I was like, "Curiouser." You want to come in here and watch the trailer for Cocaine Bear? Because, like, it happened not far from where we are. And, like, we know the story because cause it's loosely based on a true story. Loosely. Hold on. I want to get something in before we... I want to... No, I won't be able to get all this in before the commercial break. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna, I, I probably can't hit the commercial yet. I'm all discombobulated. Yeah, I got another minute and 40 seconds before I What the bear bottom thought? Are bears usually bottoms? Every time, like, okay, so, like, what does my grinder profile say? <laughs> it's because it's, it's kind of funny to me. Um, since, since we've got the time here, mainly into Twinkie guys, fems, and trans girls, 
but sometimes like a bear type. <laughs> Cause there is sometimes sometimes like a dude just like send me a send me a pic, I'd be like, Yeah, that's a nice dick. I'm into it. That's weird. Lenny is now a freaking sub. Is has Lenny came in? I don't remember saying hey to Lenny. Oh, there's Lenny. Greetings from South Boston. Good to see you, my friend. Combo. This combo is weird. When we come back from the other side of the break, I'm going to give you General Michael Flynn's thoughts on Ukraine. I'm also I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you uh, a little tidbit that might piss you off about President Vladimir Zelensky. And then I got some cop videos. Holy shit! A an inmate kicked out the window of a cruiser, and like somebody's like filming from their car and shit. It is wild. Oh, I'm going to have to do this this video Warlord's got over here. This this Sengal MP. MPs, multiple. They jailed multiple MPs in Sengal for kicking a pregnant colleague. They kicked another MP who was pregnant. We got video of the fight on this, the, the Sengali. Is that how you would say it? The Sengali parliament? We're totally going to watch that. Two teens were killed in Louisiana when a, an officer uh, did a, a executed a high-speed chase and ended up executing two teens. They've now been charged. Proud Boys were aided by the NYPD. Their protest of a drag event plus Don Jr. is upset about a Time Magazine article attributing the exercise industry to white supremacy. I've got some video of the flooding in California, which is goddamn wild, and a high-rise building in Charlotte. I, I don't know if it was under construction or what. We'll get the full story, but we have video of the accident, I do believe. All that and more on the other side of the break. From the Troll Patrol. Oh, it still says another fucking minute. God damn it, Twitch. I thought I'd hit it perfectly. I have I have my broadcasting skills. I can I can fill a minute and a half. I know exactly what that feels like. Guy comment. I just see your 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 comment. I don't know what you're responding to. Any kind I can get. It, it sounds. If I didn't know any better, I'd swear that you. Uh, you live in sexual anarchy. But I know better. I know better than that. I guess I should get a little more high. It's always a thing. to <laughs> Why the fuck not?
The wild video. I got wild video. Learn shit. We cover the news. We watch wild video. Around here. Lord Lock here. I've not told. Lord Lock, good evening. I love a kettle corn. I'm a sweet and salty kind of guy. I mean, like, I understand the appeal of the really buttery popcorn. I really do. But, like, I, I'm a sweet, so like, I like a pineapple on pizza. Some people think that is uh, yucky. I the, the, the sweetness of the pineapple against the saltiness of the cheese. Mwah. Fantastic flavor profile. I like a I like a sweet and salty popcorn as well. I would totally suck on Chef's chocolate salty balls. Put them in my mouth and suck them. Dun, 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 dun. Tadpole, good evening. Butter kissed. I I don't know that we we might have it, and I've never heard of it. Fuck me sideways, daddy. You live in sexual anarchy? I don't know what's up with the Twitch. It's not, it's not letting me... Uh, Warlord, is it a British thing? Is it not a, I don't... I've never heard of it, but other Americans might have heard of it. All right, I'm going to go refill my drink. When we come back, we're going to do all those fun videos. Hi, I'm Justin Freakin. I'm a leftist broadcaster and comedian. Not liberal. Leftist. And despite what you may have heard from right-wing propaganda... George Soros isn't handing out Soros bucks and funding people like me. There are no Koch brothers, Mercers, or any number of right-wing think tanks funding content on the left side of the spectrum the way they fund people like Ben Shapiro, Dave Rubin, and Dennis Prager. And YouTube doesn't monetize videos that are controversial or deal with politics unless you're someone like Steven Crowder. So this is an ultimatum. Become a patron. Support my Patreon, or I'm going to become a right-winger and get some of that easy money. You know for a fact that I could be bigger than Charlie Kirk or Jesse Lee Peterson. Amazing! All I have to do is talk about how I used to be an SJW snowflake, but the left went too far with their cultural Marxism, and Republicans are stupid enough to buy it even though this video exists. And you know I'm right. So give me your money, or I'm selling you out.
Oh, my cats are in there on her bed. I'm I'm cat poor in here. Even a kid. Where's the kitten? Little baby. Been she's been rushing in here a lot. You'd eat the kitten anyway. What? Oh my god, she came when I called for her. Here's a kitten. Baby. Oh, she's violent. Hell yeah, amazing KB. I would sub if, if that kitten was on the screen too. Yeah. I can't believe how sweet she's being. She is very cute, but looks can be deceiving. She is violence incarnate. Got a problem with her with her lip or her jaw. But apparently like it had like that has said there there's no loss of quality of life. Because she was found inside of uh inside of a vehicle. She was a feral kitten. But like she came when I called for her. That's the, that's a first. I sat a box down for the cats, and she's totally in the box right now. Don't blame me, babe. Get in the box. This one is incredible. Like she will like cuddle up next to you while you're asleep. She'll get like right in the crack of your arm. But like if you reach down to pet her. She's like biting, she clawing. Don't know what Trump did that's illegal and prosecutable. Have a seat, my child. We're not going over that tonight, though. No. God. Oof. I mean, right. The thing they're actually going to probably get him on is the uh, taking classified documents, <laughs> and they gave him every fucking opportunity. That's the weirdest thing, is that like the DOJ has clearly postured as if they do not want to prosecute Trump. And Trump has given them no choice. He's just been so belligerent about it. 
Because the National Archives contacted him like April of last year and like, hey, we think you've got some documents that don't belong to you that have to be in our care. And fucking Trump is like, I don't give a shit. Forced them because they they met. Uh, the DOJ met with Trump's lawyers several times throughout the year to to like say like, "Hey, we need those materials back." Like, if that was any other citizen, you would be locked up and would not be released. Surfer McGritty, good evening. The Mar-a-Lago documents that Trump took uh, that should have been in the possession of the National Archive. That is probably, if he ends up getting prosecuted, it's going to be that. He he also has exposure in Georgia. Is is the state of Georgia going to have the balls to prosecute a president? Former president. Okay, KB, are you are you familiar with U.S. politics? Because like, Trump ain't taking no plea deal. That's the thing is like Trump's hubris can't let him do the the legally expedient thing. So like, I totally believe that if he was indicted. The DOJ would give him every opportunity to come in and turn himself in, do it real hush-hush like, take his mug shot, but he's never going to be in handcuffs. They're never going to lock him up in jail or anything. Like, they would totally do that. However, should Trump... And, like, there's there's a lot of ifs here. Should Trump be uh, indicted? I do not think Trump would... I don't think Trump would go for that. And he would have to be drug out of Mar-a-Lago or Trump Tower, kicking and screaming. They're gonna... He's going to make the DOJ go in and put him in handcuffs. There's a lot of... There's a lot of ifs, right? I've also promised that if... If Trump is indicted, I will shave my head. I mean, yeah, KB, that's, we're talking about Donald Trump here. We're talking about Donald Trump here. Come on, man. I don't, Simp, I think that he's, he won't give them that, like, he won't go along with it. He'll, he will give the DOJ no other choice but to go in and perp walk him out. And I think that's hilarious. No, they're going to have to put him in handcuffs cause just because, like, he is that belligerent of a fucking fool. I like, they're probably... <laughs> they'll probably get him down to the... to, to the... to the jail cell and they're going to have to put the, like, spit hood on him and everything. <laughs> they're going to lock him up in that, in that one chair and they put the spit hood on him.
Uh, this is a lot of ifs. This is a lot of <laughs> Yeah, there could there could very well be a, a white Bronco moment. I've 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 thought like it, it would be very possible that he would leave and go to Russia or that he would even go to North Korea. He would be treated like a god in North Korea. Maybe, maybe, or maybe like maybe he'd be treated like a god for a few months. And like he got no other where else to go. And Kim Jong-un gets real tired of his shit. And then he's in a prison camp the rest of his short, miserable life. That would be fun. That would be a fitting outcome. I would not I would not wish for slavery on anyone. I do not take that position. Come on, man. Hey, Justin, are you trolling? Boogie in a golf cart? <laughs> that would be fantastic. That would be primetime television right there. Fucking shit. The possibilities are endless. 2023 could be a wild fucking year. Buggle up, buggeroos. I ain't high enough for this shit. Or motherfucker could be the next president of the United States. Who fucking knows? Oh, he certainly says a lot of kind. He, what you were describing, KB, is someone who talks out of both sides of their ass. And if he talks out of both sides of his ass, it gives him the benefit of always being right. At least in his warped mind. He forgets all the shit that he said that was like completely fucking wrong. The times that he 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 drew a fucking uh, extra circle on a map of a hurricane with Sharpie. And that's the furthest out possibility, Tadpole, that he could indeed be both president and incarcerated. Now that that would that would likely have to be, you know, uh state charges that would keep him incarcerated. Yes, on a map of a hurricane. <laughs> I, what, like it, he said it was going to hit Alabama or some shit. I don't even remember now. This was way back in two, 2017. This was before he'd even, like, done all of his damage. Might have been later than that. It might have been two, 2018 or something. I might be off on my years. I smoke a lot of pot. But I'm always going to tell you when I'm fuzzy on something. It was her, Sim says it was Hurricane Maria, but I'm not sure when Hurricane Maria was. That sounds right. Because the, the hurricane that I'm thinking of was the one in Puerto Rico where he went down and he threw paper towels. That was like in 2017. Hurricane Maria was in 2017. It was a simpler time back then, too.
Ah, yes, this was the this was the incident. And Maria was the paper towels. This was this was him drawing. Uh, this was the path of the hurricane, and he drew the little uh, the bump on the dick. He drew the little herpy on the dick. Oh shit! Simpler times. That was before COVID. Pax, good evening, my friend. Okay, before we left, before we left, we were talking about Ukraine. So, like, I've got such mixed feelings on Ukraine. But one thing that's, like, really pissing me off is the fact that Ukraine abstained from the vote. Israel, Netanyahu asked for Ukraine support at UN. Zelensky asked for military aid. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. That feels so weird to say. It feels so weird to say after reporting on his his ouster. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu in a phone call late Friday asked Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky to vote against a UN General Assembly resolution that calls on the International Court of Justice to issue a legal opinion on the consequences of Israel's occupation of the Palestinian territories. Ukraine had voted in favor of the resolution during a UN committee vote, but did not attend Friday's General Assembly vote in order to give a chance uh, to the relationship with Netanyahu, the Ukrainian official said. Asked for weapons in exchange for fucking over the Palestinians. The UN General Assembly approved the resolution late Friday with 87 countries voting in favor, 24 countries voting against, and 53 countries abstaining. I... KB, I do the news, my friend. I sprinkle a little commentary in there. I had some jokey jokes. Clinically, good evening, my friend. Talk about right-wingers being morons. Up yours, woke moralists. We'll see who cancels who. I hit the wrong one, but you guys like Jordan Peterson, too. I thought I need to make that into a animated emote. I just... The whole situation is fucked up. You gotta, like, in order to properly talk about it, you gotta teach a whole fucking class on... on, on, uh... early 1900s history... There's so many, there's so many things at play. I just, I just want to do the news. Let's get Mike Flynn's opinion on Ukraine. That's who we should really be listening to. This is the former national security advisor for former President Trump. He was a former security advisor for like months. Something like that. I thought it was less than that. I was surprised when I heard how long he was national security advisor. 
Here's his thoughts on Ukraine. Yeah. Russia has achieved all of their objectives, and they've always called them limited, limited, limited objectives. They've achieved them all, and they're now exposing. And if people pay real close attention, they, there was a speech by the, uh, the Russian delegate or U, UN representative to, the, um, to Russia uh, last week or the week before where he, where he laid out all these biological labs that have been in there for a long, long time. And sadly, they're all sponsored or supported by the United States of America. I mean, one of the things that we have got to come to grips with is that this situation in Ukraine is not going to end well. It is not in our favor right now. And the other thing is I know a lot of guys, and I've told them to get the hell out of there, who are acting as mercenaries because they make a lot of money of this $110 billion, to my estimate, that we've already spent in Ukraine. I mean, this is a complete waste of our time, of our money, and we should get out of there. And there is an easy way to, to get to peace quickly. And, uh, and frankly, you know, if, and if anybody thinks that Russia's on the ropes in this case, they're, they're sadly mistaken. The, the, the guy that just showed up to speak to our Congress in a, in, a, in a sweatsuit outfit should have been thrown out on his rear end and not given another penny. They really uh, focus on that sweatsuit thing, don't they? <sighs> I agree with part of what he said. You can be right for the wrong reason, though. <laughs> oh, the Ukraine situation is complicated. I know there's, there's new people in here. I try to be nuanced in, in my takes. I think Ukraine has a right to defend itself against Russia. The United States is doing it because Ukraine and the country of Georgia are the only two countries friendly to the West in that region where they can run oil from the Caspian Sea. That's like those two countries have something like 25% of the world's uh, oil refining, oil natural gas refinery capacity. So if those two countries were to fall to Russia, Russia would have a, a grip on the world's oil and natural gas supply. That is the U.S. interest in, in keeping Ukraine a sovereign country. Zelensky was considered a corrupt president before the war. I, I'm not accusing him of wagging the dog. Of, of starting, that's, that's a U.S. thing where we start conflicts seemingly start conflicts. It was, this was under Clinton. Might have been Kosovo. Start a conflict in order to to gin up public opinion. I don't think like I'm not sure the U.S. should be giving as much money to Ukraine as it is. 
Because that's how, like, anytime you arm rebel factions, anytime the U.S. has armed rebel factions throughout history, it's not worked out well for us. That's how you get a 9-11. But also, I don't know fucking shit about foreign affairs. I want to inform people of what's going on. Then we can argue about it. We can have opinions about it. It's okay to like be like, shit, I don't know shit about this. I got a cat fight going on over here. I just do I just do the news. Alright, let's let's do let's do some uh true crime shit. We've traditionally funded rebel groups in history like just In the 80s, we funded the Mujahideen in Afghanistan in their war against Russia. This is, we've done this before. That rebel faction goes on to become Al-Qaeda. They did a 9-11 on us. Because basically all the, all the U.S. really did was not provide uh, material support for anybody. You know, they just provided weapons. They flooded the region with weapons. They kept uh, uh, dictators in charge that were favorable to the U.S. So I'm, I'm not saying this this is what's going to happen with Ukraine. I'm pointing out that anytime the U.S. has done this in the past, it hasn't worked out well for us. That's why I try to have nuanced takes about things. But you can also think that Putin is is a pretty bad dude. <laughs> I'm a big fan of Pussy Riot and like I like free speech an awful lot. So you know. All right, let's check out this this story. They're kind of an art project as opposed to like an actual musical act. They got the they hired one sing, they hired that one singer to uh to like make them more pleasing. Their early stuff. They were still just... Back when Putin had them locked up and shit. That was just kind of like noise. This is a story we've covered uh, for several weeks now. Murder of the Idaho college students. I'm fascinated by the fact that the cops pulled over the suspected Idaho murderer, Brian Koberger, twice. Twice as he was driving cross-country. Accused Idaho killer, Brian Koberger, was pulled over twice by the police while driving cross-country with his dad to return home for the holidays. Here, do we have the local news hit on this? Oh, fuck yeah. I live for this shit. (laughs) 
Welcome to the Sunday News at 10. I'm Doug Petcash. What's up, Doug? 28-year-old Brian Koberger, a suspect in the murders of four University of Idaho students in Moscow, released a statement earlier today on his arrest. The family expressed their condolences for the victims and said they'll, quote, let the legal process unfold and as a family will love and support our son and brother. They also said we have fully cooperated with law enforcement agencies in an attempt to seek the truth and promote his presumption of innocence. Koberger is a graduate student at Washington State University in Pullman and works as a teacher's assistant in criminology. War Machine, good evening. In an interview with NBC, the public defender representing Koberger in the extradition proceedings says Koberger will waive the extradition hearing and could be back in Idaho Tuesday night or early Wednesday. We'll have more from that attorney coming up in just a little bit. Koberger is accused of the murders of Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin. They were found stabbed to death in a house just off the University of Idaho campus on November 13th. News Channel 7's Abby Davis joins us now. Abby, Moscow police aren't releasing any details about what specifically led them to arrest Koberger, and they're also staying tight-lipped about a possible motive at this time. Doug, because police arrested Koberger in Pennsylvania, the Latok County prosecutor says we won't get any of those details until Koberger is back in Idaho and a judge unseals the probable cause affidavit. Until then, we're left wondering why the four University of Idaho students were murdered. The answer as to who killed four University of Idaho students in Moscow may lie across the state line, less than 10 miles away in Pullman, Washington. 28-year-old Brian Koberger, a criminology student at Washington State University, has been charged with four counts of first-degree murder and one count of burglary. I am certain this is our guy. Moscow Police Chief James... I don't like this police department. ...NBC interview Saturday morning. They can't share any details about a possible motive, why they focused on Koberger, and how they tracked him to Pennsylvania, where police arrested him on Friday morning. You know, we're sealed um, by what we can share right now, and that's a state law, and... Um, once we can uh, um, give that information, we will. Koberger's public defender, Jason Labar, says his client intends to waive his extradition hearing set for Tuesday, which means that information might come sooner than expected. Lama, good evening. Koberger is back in Idaho, a judge can unseal the probable cause affidavit. Some of that will be just uh, um, how fast can we you know, get the proper authorities to transport him here. Labar told NBC on Sunday Koberger could be back in Idaho as soon as Tuesday night or early Wednesday. He says Koberger is well aware of the various stories about him circulating online. I am giving him updates. I spoke to him uh, this morning for an hour last night for 20 minutes, really updating him on some of the allegations that are coming out, but mainly allegations that have nothing to do with the facts and evidence in the case, but really the cross-country trip. You know, just, just to clarify those type of facts of, as to why he ended up in Pennsylvania and whether or not he was in Pullman at the time of the homicides. Moscow Police Captain Anthony Dollinger told KTVB on Saturday it has been a taxing month and a half. This has been a horrible tragedy for our community, for the University of Idaho, and absolutely for the families uh, of these loved ones. and. Knowing that they were finally in custody. Um, oh, he's got attorneys. This is going to be interesting. Also, it's still sombering. You know that no matter what we do, having him in custody does not bring these four people back. Just because Koberger is in custody doesn't mean Moscow PD's work is done. We are still investigating. We're still looking into every aspect, but we believe 
Koberger is our suspect. We believe we have our man. We got one more phase to go, and uh, then, then, then the victory will be won. I'm like, I'm not so sure that he's guilty. Now we. So that they can paint the entire. Last night we did the the hearsay. We went to the Daily Mail and we got like a a unnamed source that was friends with one of the cops in Idaho. And they they made some wild accusations. He like that he wore gloves everywhere. We heard that he harassed somebody at a at a bar and that the bar owner had to uh have words with him. But I'm not one hundred percent certain that he is guilty. They were stopped twice, once for speeding and once for following too close to the car in front of him. Here's a car that you don't want to follow too close in front of. In Louisiana, inmate kicked out the window. of a police cruiser as they were being transported. Video shows inmates attempt to escape from Los Angeles Sheriff's Department crew. I'm sorry. I said Louisiana. into the newsroom. Okay, We've seen a lot of wild sights on LA freeways, but this might top the lot. A stunned oh. driver on the five freeway near the Newhall Pass capturing a prisoner hanging out of the side of a sheriff's cruiser, then slipping out of the vehicle and onto the freeway. The inmate had apparently kicked out the window of the patrol car while trying to escape, but clearly it's a little hard to make a smooth getaway in handcuffs. Needless to say, deputies quickly got a handle on the situation and hustled that man back inside the vehicle. Hello, I'm Mark Brown. Get more great. Mark Brown. We've seen Mark Brown so many times here on this show. I got these pictures. These are the stills from the video. Apparently, they weren't going very well. Why were they at a. A slow pace or at a stop? I mean, I would say it's LA traffic, but it doesn't look like there's any cars in front of them. Cars can be seen passing around the inmate as he tries to evade the law enforcement officer. It appears the officer used pepper spray to subdue the man as he lay in the road. The situation was quickly resolved and the man was placed back in the vehicle. I'm, I was on his side. I would have liked to have seen him got away. Yeah, fuck, fuck the L.A. County uh, Sheriff's Department. We have gone over how corrupt they are. I'm pretty sure they murdered a cadet not that long ago. Did we do that story? I think we did, didn't we? He was like, uh, fucking. They were doing some kind of drill or something. 
I don't even remember now. We do, we do so many fucked up stories. I can't even remember what that one was. This, this is the story about, uh, and they have so many gangs in the LA County Sheriff's Department. They got a real bad gang problem. Vice did a fantastic documentary about that. This is why I was, I had Louisiana on the brain. This is where we're talking about cops in Louisiana. Officer has been charged after two teens killed during a police chase. That breaking news as we come on the air in a rarely seen move. Authorities issued an arrest warrant late tonight for the Addis police officer who crashed into two high school cheerleaders, killing them both. The officer has been identified as David Cawthron. He's being charged with two counts of negligent homicide and one count of negligent injuring. We're told Cawthron was trying to catch up to police pursuit yesterday when he slammed into a car with three people inside, two high school cheerleaders and the brother of one of the girls. He's in critical condition tonight. Take a look right here. The female victims were Bruley High School students, 11th grader Maggie Dunn and 10th grader Caroline Gill. This all started in Baton Rouge yesterday afternoon as BRPD officers started chasing after Tyquel Zanders, who allegedly had stolen his father's car. That pursuit then made its way across the river into West Baton Rouge Parish. Zanders is also facing multiple charges, including manslaughter, since the pursuit led to deaths. Our Miranda Thomas has more on this and how the community is rallying around the victim. That's why I know the cops shouldn't pursue. Law enforcement officials are still working to piece together what happened during a pursuit across parish lines on New Year's Eve that left two Bruley High School students dead and one of the victims this is the reason why. seriously injured. No, the cop hit them. The pursuit for the suspect, Tyquel Zanders, started in Baton Rouge over a stolen vehicle. That chase made its way to West Baton Rouge Parish, where an Addis police officer who was trying to catch up to the pursuit ended up crashing into another vehicle, killing the two Bruley High School cheerleaders. I find this to be just, just, just horrible. So I want to know why and under what theory he was operating under that he felt that he had to blow through several red lights and end up endangering human life. District yes. Attorney Tony Clayton says he wants to know more about what led to the Addis police officer to join in on the pursuit. Tonight, Clayton Thank you, Tony Clayton. will investigate the evidence in the case, including the Addis police officer who is currently on administrative leave. To celebrate this new year with my family, and for those families not to be able to celebrate with those kids, it's just despicable. And uh, whoever will be held accountable for it will be held accountable for it. Period. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Tributes. Thank you, Tony. In for the girls, including this one from the cheerleading team, saying, as we mourn the tragic deaths of Maggie Dunn and Carolyn Gill, please keep their families, friends, and the BHS community in your thoughts and prayers. Their enthusiasm and bright smiles will Did be say thoughts? more than can be imagined. They very sweet, very joyful. They 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 did give a lot of people a smile over here. Oh yeah, thoughts. Not and like I was thinking like right behind us. P H O T. Mobadawi is the owner of Real Cantina in Bowie, 
and is a family friend. His restaurant will be donating part of their mm, sales Mexican food Tuesday to the families of the girls. He says it's a way for the community to show how much they care. Uh, it's part of being part of the community and you know the founding father said united we stand and that's what we're trying to the do. for everybody. And, so, and support the Dons and the Gill family to give back to them and help them through this awful times. School officials say counselors will be available for Bruley High School students when they return to class on Tuesday. This investigation is ongoing. In West Baton Rouge Parish, Miranda Thomas, WFB 9 News. Miranda, thank you. The Addis Police Department has released a statement on this deadly pursuit saying the Addis PD is deeply saddened by the tragic accident that occurred. We wish to offer our sincere condolences to the Dunn and Gill families. Tomorrow night, a candlelight vigil will be held at 530 on Bruley High School's football field. If we get any new updates on this case, we will, of course, pass them along to you on our nine news app. Goddamn. We go to New York now, where we have the Proud Boys. This this event happened a couple of nights ago. The Proud Boys being helped away from the scene by the Proud Boys don't have to pay for the fair. No, Proud special. Boys don't have to pay pay for the we're fair. We're special, thank you. You don't have to pay for the fair. Appreciate wow. it from your tax. Proud boys don't have to pay for the fair. Oh, thank you. That is insane. Proud boys don't have to pay for the fair. Three dollars. Three dollars. I just need you. To go oh, I have to pay for the fair, but they don't. Right. Is that the situation you're saying? That's correct. Proud boys don't have to pay for the fair. Proud boys. So that was coming back from an event. It was a drag story hour where the Proud Boys were harassing people. Even New York City, the birthplace of the modern LGBTQ rights movement is not immune to the surge of anti-drag protest that has swept across the U.S. this year. This month alone, there have been at least two such protests in the country's most populous city, last occurred on Thursday outside a public library in the borough of Queens. Where a Drag Story Hour event for children was scheduled. Drag Story Hour is a national program started in 2015 in which drag performers read books to children in libraries, schools, and bookstores to celebrate diversity and encourage kids to read, according to the program's website. Protesters carried signs that said, Leave the kids alone and stop Drag Queen Story Hour while counter-protesters carried signs that read Drive Homophobia Away and Libraries Are For Everyone. Exactly. We have... We have video? Yeah, Jackson Heights in Queens. Where this was. Here we go. 
going to turn violent any minute. Police had uh, extra handcuffs on them. They had zip ties ready to make mass arrests. All of this or is good evening. a drag story hour at the uh, Jackson Heights Public Library that actually went on as planned this afternoon, despite the chaos. Server McGritty, good night. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. Thursday afternoon. Pride flags, posters, even costumes to support Drag Story Hour at the Jackson Heights Library branch. The library is for everybody and um, teaches about tolerance, and so I wanted to be here to show my support. It's just important, I think, for us to show that there are more, way more of us. Oh, Tones, it was... If Server McGritty isn't going to get it later, I wanted I wanted to give it to them now. Formed a smaller but still vocal opposition to Drag Story Hour. If it was privately funded on private property, there would be no protests. There would be no one outside having a disagreement. But there are disagreements. I still got a few more stories. Should not be involved in adult entertainment at this early age. Mom Susan Kang brought her to. It's not adult entertainment. I I agree. I agree with you, Cro Magnum. Come the fuck on. It's not adult entertainment. That's the issue. You were the one that is sexualizing the drag queens. Drag queens aren't inherently sexual. Some are. Is that that were shared there with that, um, you know, that people's identities matter and that we're, uh, we have a community that's ex inclusive. Um, and that means our community includes people who may disagree with us. Thursday's protests are not the first against Drag Story Hour. Monster Balls! ...vandalized the home and office of openly gay city council member Eric Botcher. And earlier this month, protesters gathered outside Drag Story Hours in Chelsea and on Staten Island. The city council released a statement Thursday saying it is, quote, proud to support children's programs that promote inclusivity, literacy, and joy. We all belong here. No matter who you are, no matter how you express yourself, that's like an important value that I want my children to believe in. And police tell me that at least one person was arrested tonight, would not say what the charge was. Also, the national LGBTQ... You can guarantee it wasn't a proud boy. There have been at least 141 protests or significant threats against drag events nationwide this year. Yeah, that's that's an issue. I didn't understand what the appeal was until somebody explained it to me. Like, drag queens are colorful and they, they've got costumes and they're they're like dress up and make believe. That's why they appeal to the kids. They're like, ah, oh, that makes perfect fucking sense. It is about diversity and showing and showing different communities and getting getting the kids used to different lifestyles it's not grooming that's just you know a well-rounded upbringing drag queens aren't inherently sexual but apparently exercise is kind of racist we're going to check out the Time Magazine article that says that the exercise industry was founded uh, by the by white supremacists or is founded on white supremacy, something like that. This is what Don Jr. is going to be talking to us about here. I can totally see that. 
But apparently Don Jr. is uh, pretty pissed off about this. Uh, that makes me realize that people have actually lost their minds more than I have thought, which is hard to believe because uh, the amount of lost mind is uh, strong to, let's say, really, really strong. But here's an art. Fucking dad, dude. The white supremacist origin of exercise and six other surprising facts about the U.S. history of physical fitness. The white supremacist origin of exercise. Exercise is now white supremacy. Okay, remember, it's either white supremacy or climate change. Literally everything is one of those things. Good, bad, or indifferent, they will blame it on all of those things. But that's Time Magazine. No, I don't think that's uh, true. They want to get rid of exercise. They don't want physical fitness. And I assume it has to do with probably not wanting people to be self-sufficient or masculine. That's what, that sounds perfectly reasonable to me. The Time Magazine. Extra that that makes perfect sense. The the exercise industry. That's what it's time specifically talk about the exercise industry as its roots in white supremacy. That makes perfect sense to me. And we're gonna we're gonna read and like find out what they have to say here. Uh, they want to get rid of exercise. They don't want physical fitness. And I assume it has to do with probably not wanting people to be self sufficient or masculine. You know, because there's the attack on that. But this is in Time Magazine. Exercise is now apparently racist. I mean, that's how insane we're getting. Here's another. Just stop. You know what seems way more racist to me? Ignoring science and common sense information about like physical activity and physical fitness and instead pretending that those things don't matter, which probably is literally killing people. Letting people go about being obese is literally killing people under the gun. Nobody is saying they don't matter. From racism. Pretending that certain people are somehow immune to the health issues associated with obesity. I, I hate the way that they talk about obesity. They hide behind health in order to uh, fat shame people. Cause like I bring it up all the time, like it's it's weird. Like they 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 call Lizzo fat and shit, and say, well, that's not healthy. That's not good for your heart. And I'm like, she is in better shape than I am. Absolutely, I have watched that woman shake her fucking ass all over the stage, play the fucking flute, not miss a note, sing every note of her fucking song. She's a, a badass singer. So, like, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. You look healthy to me. Look like she eat well, too. Ain't a goddamn thing wrong with it. <laughs> the white supremacist origins of exercise and six other surprising facts about the history of U.S. physical fitness. And then, like, f fucking Steven Crowder tweeted out somebody, like, that was... Uh, plus size was doing exercise and uh, was making fun of them. And they're like, see, they hide behind health. But then they'll make fun of someone who, who is uh, bigger doing a exercise and trying to get healthy. It's just about being mean. It's any anything you can hide behind just to be a shit fucking person. How did the U.S. exercise trends go from reinforcing white supremacy to celebrating Richard Simmons? The evo Curiouser has a Richard Simmons chia pet out there. The evolution is explored in a new book by a historian of exercise, Natalia Melman uh, Petrelza, 
Author of the book Fit Nation, The Gains and Pains of America's Exercise Obsession. Even our Time Magazine article is a book fucking plug. Running joke here on the show is we watch a lot of, like, anytime we do a cable news piece, we watch something from MSNBC or CNN, like, the person they have on has a book to sell every single fucking time. Always an ad for a book. This Time Magazine article is an ad for a book. Really not until the 1980s did you start to have a consensus that everybody should be doing some form of exercise. It's partly the result of the women's movement of the 1960s and 1970s, which fought for Title IX, allowing girls to play school sports, that pushed back on notions that girls and women aren't capable of doing vigorous exercise because they're fragile. Perfect for reading on the treadmill or station. This really fucking is an ad. One of the things I set out to do in this book is to look at the change in how we think about our bodies and what's considered attractive till the 1920s or so uh, to be what we would consider today fat or bigger was actually desirable and actually signified affluence. Bring that point up a lot. I don't even see the fucking white. I don't even see where the white supremacist shit is. I think this is more just time writing a a headline that would get people dumb shits like Donald Trump Jr. to make videos about it. So that then like people will actually click on it and find out what the fuck is he talking about. This is a clickbait headline. Um Discovery it's in that mess. Whoever owns like time is owned, but like it would have been time Warner in the nineties. And then that became AOL time Warner. And then is, uh, fucking, I don't even know what all the fuck it became, but like it's discovery now. Right. Cause it's, they're going through doing away with all kinds of TV shows and shit and firing people. Discovery Time AOL Discovery Time It used to be Turner What used to be Turner Got your TNT Your TBS Your CNN Time That company It's in Atlanta Give you a little uh, Give you a little media history there Kinda. <laughs> really bad. It was stoned history. Like drunk history on Comedy Central. But I'm really stoned and I'm trying to remember shit. Senegal MPs jailed for kicking pregnant colleague Amy Nadia. Oh, content warning. It contains some violence. The moment a brawl breaks out in Senegal's parliament. Stop them. Stop them. 
Oh, she got a chair. Trying to hit him with the old razzle dazzle. Je suspend la séance. La séance est suspendue. Oh, she got she got mouthy. The woman got mouthy is what happened. Good on her for going after him with a chair. Let's see it again. He went over and slapped the shit out of her. He got her a piece. Just just smile la tails. Get him indeed. I'm all for it. By God, it's the MP with a chair. That seems to be what happened though. Like he, he's a religious leader. And she is a powerful woman in government. And he thought she got a little too mouthy with him. Which, let me tell you, sir, she can't get mouthy with you. Yeah, fuck you, dude. Probably one of those preachers that thinks you can uh, go down to hell and fight with the devil. Of course I saw the fight at the Wobble House. I put it on the I put it on the list for the uh the freak show. Then I didn't end up doing a freak show. I just figured everybody had seen it already. Just in case anybody hasn't, let's let's do it. Fucking do this shit. Where's this Wobble House fight? Must watch Waffle House Brawl. Goddamn right it is. Uh, content warning on this one. Oh, it's still that fucking chair. I didn't even know what happened in Austin, Texas. I just saw the video. I didn't know where it happened at. Bro, what the f going on, bro? Hell no. It's a Wobble House. Bro, I just want my Wobble. I just want my Wobble. Oh, shit. You walling, bro. Oh. Oh, shit. You are walling. Oh, this is a different fight. 
She didn't break her fucking arm on that chair. We're gonna go back and watch that one again. Oh, shit. You wildin', oh. And this chick takes a tumble like. That's funny. Hey, Yai. I probably butchered your name. I'm, I'm, I'm totally your friend now. Thank you for being a freaking follower. This happened a few nights ago, maybe a week ago. Oh my God, bro. You, you wildin'. Yo, chill. You going to, you about to go to jail. Chill. Y'all about to go to jail. You wildin'. Hey, get over just like I'm it's amazing that she didn't break her arm on that chair bro what the f going on bro hell no bro I just want my wall yeah this is an Austin Wobble House at like 4 or 3 in the a.m. Oh, middle of the goddamn night the clubs just got out Best hash browns and the best fun. I like them chunked and covered. Yo, Yo, still Like that's some matrix shit. Oh my god, bro! And she she wants fucking more. Who is she? Is she a cage fighter? Jail, Look at this! Put that woman in the UFC. Why would you even show us this one after that other one? Bro, what the f going on, bro? Hell no! Bro, I just want my waffle, guys. Fox. Dana White, I found your next competitor. Offer her a contract. Man, oh man. I just noticed her just fucking swinging punches on the on the girl that fell off the counter. That fucking chair. Oh my god, bro. I mean, look at she took that chair to the arm. And she's like, bring it, bitch. Give me more. Y'all about to go to jail. You wallet. She was in it. You saw the look on her face. She was like, I'm into this shit. She was getting off on it. I guess that's, is, is that who you, what kind of fucking screening do you do at a Waffle House interview? Do you come at the thought of getting a chair thrown at your fucking head? Is that, is that on the fucking application to the Waffle House? You live in sexual anarchy?
Ah! <laughs> oh shit. I got flooding for you. I got flooding in California. It's pretty fucking bad, apparently. Crews in Northern California are scrambling to clean up after a storm brought deadly flooding, high winds and landslides over the weekend. At least one person has died. CBS News correspondent Jonathan Vigliotti is in Elk Grove, California, one of the worst, worst affected areas. It's been a race to higher ground in Northern California after a massive storm brought severe downpours this holiday weekend. Many I would no, 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 no. I would say doing a tour in Afghanistan is an easier job than, than a night shift at a Waffle House. People, people have done tours in Afghanistan. I need to ask my buddy. I'm going to ask my buddy that <laughs> did a tour in Afghanistan. Like, is it more peaceful in a Wobble House or Afghanistan in the middle of the night? I think you'd be like, Afghanistan. Wait, after the historic rains breached at least two levees, authorities calling this. Do we have somebody trying to call? Dangerous. And I told my husband, no, I'm not safe. I don't feel safe. There are growing concerns that swollen rivers could continue to rise this morning after they overflowed onto nearby roadways. First responders rescued at least a dozen stranded drivers from the air and through the floodwaters that turned deadly for at least one person near the town of Wilton. A person was found deceased who had been trying to drive through the water. Don't drive through water. We went over this last night. If the, if the water is over the road, you cannot see any of the road. Do not drive through it. Per hour downed trees, causing power outages for tens of thousands. That goes for no matter how high your vehicle sits. Experienced its wettest day in nearly 30 years, and the Oakland Zoo will remain closed for at least the next two weeks after a huge sinkhole there. God damn! Entrance. This is crazy. I've never seen it so deep here. The atmospheric river brought more <laughs> than eight feet of snow to the Sierra Nevadas, which shut down roads and even closed many ski resorts. As the system heads east through the Rockies, avalanche warnings are in effect after a skier was killed near Breckenridge, Colorado. And another avalanche was caught on camera from downtown Telluride this weekend. And power outages back here in California could continue on for days, if not longer, as the threat continues into this week. Lana, we're expecting more rain later today. Meteorologists saying that rain will become heavy and there could also be more snow starting Wednesday. More rain, more snow. Jonathan, what does all of this mean for people who were evacuated? When might they be able to return to their homes? Yeah, it's a good question. And I think the home behind me is probably a good example. This is one of many and this can be well flooded out. The residents here were told along with hundreds of others were part of that mandatory evacuation. Some got the call to evacuate yesterday. We spoke with one woman who lives in this area. She is now in a trailer parked in a parking lot by a church with her dogs and her cats. She's lived here for 20 years. She's told me this isn't the first time it's flooded. A few years ago, a flood not as extensive as this took two weeks before the water fully subsided with more rain in the forecast. You can imagine mm. more water potentially clogging these streets. So it's going to be a, a long time for who are right now without a home and in some cases sheltering like this one woman in a trailer.
Some of these images that we're seeing, Jonathan, are so devastating. And then you combine that with the sinkholes that we saw uh, in your package. Tell mm -hmm. us, what are the road conditions like now? Deep sinkholes. Yeah, you can imagine when there's atmospheric you live rivers in swept through, you have anarchy. a lot of flooding, you have landslides, mudslides, a lot of roads. Even in this area, you still can't get through. We actually went to the area where one of the levees was breached over the weekend, and we had to stop multiple times because there were roadblocks, a lot of water, a lot of homes submerged. It's going to take a while. Well, if it keeps on raining, levees is going to break. Subside to clear out, and we have seen that start to happen, but it's not happening fast enough. And again, when you have another storm coming, and when you've got snowmelt as well, it could continue to rise for the foreseeable future. Yeah, and with it continuing I'm to I'm out of jokes now. I'm just doing Led Zeppelin cool, lyrics. I'm wondering, Jonathan, if there's any estimate at all as to the cost of this <laughs> significant damage. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, it, the damage is significant, uh, and flooding is uh, a very costly uh, kind of natural disaster for people to deal with. Uh, how much? Uh, tens of millions, I would estimate. But again, I think it's too soon to tell. And again, we have another round of this storm. So there's a lot of people impacted, a lot of property impacted. This is a rural community, so most of the flooding is happening out in farmland. That is perhaps the good news. But those crops, what impact that could mm -hmm. have on them? You have a lot of orchards here that are currently flooded under feet of water uh, that's going to be something that is going to have to be assessed when it dries out all right jonathan well we are thinking about everybody and as we talked about last night they also got hit by an earthquake in northern california jesus earlier today there was a accident a con i don't I, I believe it was a construction accident took place in charlotte north carolina at a high rise Local news hit. The center of an investigation after a scaffolding collapse killed three people and sent two others to the hospital. It's a story Queen City News has been following since shortly after that accident happened around 9 o'clock this morning. Good afternoon and thanks so much for joining us in the at the first 4 o'clock newscast of 2023. I'm Andy Satowski. Brian Blakely is off. So that collapse happened just outside of Uptown in Charlotte's budding Dilworth neighborhood on East Moorhead Street at the site for a multi-story apartment complex. It's one of several projects happening just on that block. Queen City News anchor Derek Dellinger has been at the scene all day. Soda Sopa. Are we getting closer to finding out what exactly uh, happened here? Gentrified part of town. Though, we know the scaffolding uh, collapse happened on the interior of the building around 9 o'clock this morning. Now, as far as the situation is concerned, how a collapse is still being worked out, and so far, the names of the victims, they have not yet been released. The building where this industrial accident happened was one that is like so many in Charlotte, a multi-story apartment complex coming in to cope with city growth. But at about 9 a.m. Monday, work ground to a halt. We had scaffolding that had collapsed, and we had workers that had fallen from the scaffolding. We know the scaffolding was on the inside of the building and high up. The workers, uh, they had fallen approximately 70 feet. Three people dead, two others with minor injuries. And while a lot is not known about the specifics, we don't know how it happened or what led up to it. Much of what happened could be seen outside. Ambulance is still at the scene shortly after we arrived. A roadblock on a major road in the city that lasted hours and the construction workers that were still there. They were quiet, some with shocked looks on their faces as they processed what happened. We did some digging. The building itself is being developed by the Hanover Company. So 350 units are being built here along with four floors of parking. Ain't nobody going to be able to afford to live. Living them. Under construction on this same block. Construction in this area quietened down as the news spread, 
and as investigators work to get to the bottom of what happened. Now we have reached out to the people who own the building here. We wanted to get a hold of them as well as the contractors, see whatever comment that they have on uh, what... This is Charlotte, North Carolina. Not heard back. Live in Dilworth, Derek Dallas, Queen City News. Charlotte's a cool city. I've had a lot of fun in Charlotte. Hey, like I had cyanide came in here right at the end of the stream last night and was saying that I didn't care for animals. My one redeeming quality was that I, I, I cared for animals and it was, he said it was all a, a show because of the, what did you guys determine it was last night? And I was like, I didn't know if they shaved it or something. It had a weird haircut, some sort of marsupial thing. And it was, it was eating fruit. I thought it was cute. It was a lemur. I thought it was fucking adorable, but like, it looked like it could give you nightmares. I don't, I don't, I don't have, I don't have something that's going to give you nightmares tonight. I have a puppy. Hi buddy. His oh, name's Fender. That would have been a good one. If they put it down and take it, then I'm not no, getting any video. I didn't know she switched. <laughs> I didn't know she switched. Oh, it could have just been old. That's a, that's something too. Aww, he just likes the soft blankie and the rub rubbies. Yes. Oh, need the puppy. See, I can give up puppies for Lent. What if I saw that puppy? I would have to pet it. What I'd be rolling in the floor with that puppy. It is. It's just like there, so. See it? Yeah. Oh, boy. See? He says it kind of cheated. It's probably it. It's probably okay. But yeah, Sinai said like, uh... Goodness. Hi, buddy. Oh, that would have been a good one. Thought I'd said that uh, it was a, it was a show. I don't actually love animals because like there was something wrong with that one or something, and I was like, "There's nothing wrong with it." I said it was cute. I love I love the animals. Aww, he just likes the soft. Like I'm a big fan of the animals. I love Fender. Also, a little nibble of your sweater doesn't hurt. <laughs> A little nibble to your yeah. sweater doesn't hurt. Yes. Not That's at what, all. It's pretty hard to resist. I know. It is. It's just like there, so. See it? It. Oh, boy. See? He says it kind of cheated. It's probably it. It's probably okay. Those I don't know what the fuck that is. It keeps going to. Everybody. Oh, that would have been a good one. We are going to go hang out with. We're gonna go hang out with Jason Society. Oh, he just likes the soft blankie and the rub rubbies. Really hot compost. What's also, going on, my friend? Your doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Jason Society. 
It is. I will see if I can stream tomorrow when they do the vote for speaker. Warlord is really wanting me to. Kind of cheated. Probably it. Hi, buddy. Oh, that would have been a good one. We'll 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 do our best to stream tomorrow around noon when the Republicans have their vote for speaker of the house. Chainsaw apparently wants me to do it. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. If you're watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Jason Society. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. All right, have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freegan. We'll see you tomorrow on the Troll Patrol live. That sweater is pretty hard to resist. I know. It is. It's just like there, so.